Hello, everybody. Welcome to Banana Split Podcast, the podcast where an Asian guy and a white guy talk about geeky events and trending news happening this week. Today, we have, yet again, David Baker back on the show. Hello, David. I guess you couldn't resist my chocolatey goodness. You had to (laughs) scoop me back up and put you on this banana split. Well, we always need additional toppings on our uh, banana split uh, in whatever capacity. Uh, But glad to have you back. I'm sure you have a lot of uh, thoughts on said issues that we're going to discuss today. And Patrick, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. Yep, just got back from um, being outside, which is a bit scary for a nerd like me. Um, St. Ives had a medieval festival today, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about that um, at some point. We will try and bring some order to this chocolatey mess, though. Um, I've I've come up with a few segments. Some people have made suggestions. So we're labeling the various condiments as uh, fresh scoops of uh, news. Then we'll have reviews and maybe some previews. And finally, we're going to bring out the blues. Hey, that rhymes, man. Yeah, that's the whole point. So much so. rhythm. Like, I'm, I'm rather mm. impressed for, for the white person of this uh, multicultural power thing we got going on. Like, yeah, it was very, very soulful. So yeah. privileged. Well, one of us can dance. One of us can do maths. And the other one, um, that's you, Vin. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I failed maths. I, I uh, didn't do four unit. I disappointed the parents, but I, I was an arts major. So you man. still did three unit? No, I did two units. Yeah, I did general That's still maths better than two unit, man. Yeah. I did what was called maths in space <laughs> at that time, which yeah, Not, I don't think we even had algebra. Yeah, so... I, I did four units of English, but that's because I was born in England. Well, you're a li- li- literature major. Yes. Yeah, so you cool. did like O-levels or whatever they call them yeah. over there. Well, no, I, I, my high school years were down here in Australia. Okay. Like, yeah, I did the HSC and stuff, but like, yeah. It's, it used to be O-levels and now, now it's something different there as well mm. um, or anything like that. Your essay skills must be totally lit, man. Uh, 41st in the state um, in 2003. Wow. Man. Beating beating even all the Asian kids. (laughs) Will you ever reach those heights again? No, because like, uh, I I don't think... It sounds like you peaked there. I don't think I can even write with a pen anymore. Like, you know, that's a lost art now that everyone's lost. It's like, I found out recently that um, uh, like they don't do handwriting and running writing classes anymore like they don't have to hand those books we used to have like you know you used to do your pencil learn right and then you got your pen license and stuff like that it's yeah it's just like yeah there's like they all now it's just like um yeah it's obviously because like in the beginning of high school now it's like everyone's got a laptop um Mm, that's right like that like yeah it's just like in primary school that's just normal like they just hand them out like candy these days yeah yeah um so there's a few things that are coming up um what's happened inhumans got cancelled Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. before it even aired, it's just like, um, is it ABC or NBC? Who's um, I think it was NBC. NBC, yes. Yeah, like yeah. they've they've the pre-screens have had no faith. No, um, it was out on yeah. IMAX. Uh, Mark Bernard watched it. Uh, he's a great reviewer, and he just absolutely hated it. So that was enough. So why was like it so that. bad? I mean, I've seen images of it. Like, can, yeah. you, can, can you guys give me the rundown? Was it um, was it the, was it the was giant in, dog? That you, was it cheesy? They spent all their money on the giant dog. Basically, so they had no CGI money left for her hair, um, and so there's one main character, and she, her superpower is basically that she can control her hair with her mind, and um, <laughs> cause all technically, kinds of chaos, can't we all control our hair with our within mind? Within an hour into the pilot, yeah, she yeah. got her head shaved. So, and there was no real, like, no one knew the characters by that point. She hadn't really yet get yet to use her powers, so it was kind of like a just a cheap, obvious device because they couldn't afford the cgi hair so and that's just one example of the cost cutting that and time crunch 
issues affected it. And yeah, it's a pity. So are any of these episodes actually going to go to air? Like the yeah. initial pilot or like mm. they've only done like four out of the expected eight episodes or? I figure when, when it was, there was a theatrical release, so they have to do something with it. At least put out a DVD and try and get some money back that way. Um, but no, now they'll probably just can it until the, someone does a movie one day, which is probably where it, what it deserves. Well, the like inhuman um, thing, wasn't this supposed to be like sort of Marvel's answer to like the mutant thing? Because yeah. obviously they, they sold, uh, Marvel sold the reference shield. to Fox yeah. for all the X-Men and mutants. So they had to do the inhuman um, mm. thing to like, um, and metahuman as um, people who have um, uh, exceptional skills through evolution mm. um, or anything yeah. like that. So to hear that like this is really kicked off on the wrong foot. Um no, it's really troubling with the Marvel Universe in general for television because they they when it comes to like the the cinematic universe, obviously mm. Marvel's just hitting everything right. But mm-hmm. then when it comes to television it's, and yeah, even it's animation, like this, DC this is second where that's Did you remember Agents Carter step. got cancelled after season two? Yeah, but I mean that wasn't exactly that was pretty good. I heard nothing good but good things about that. It was a great yeah. show, man. I loved it. Loved it. I think it's more Inhumans and Iron Fist that got copped a lot of criticism, but Iron Fist got a huge amount of viewers, so of course they're making a season two. So it's not really, um, really a big, like pie in their face. It's just hey, give us time, we'll get there. So who knows? Yeah, we might all grow to love him mm. and his fresh two sword locks. Who knows? Give him a chance. The paddle pop lion. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that brings me back, man. Good value at the at the uh, news agency. I was more of a Bubble Bill guy. Um, but also speaking about Marvel, um, uh, James Gunn recently got interviewed um, as well, and he was like, "Yeah, he does. If they ever do uh, Guardians Four, he just doesn't want to be a part of it. Like he's signed on for the trilogy. Um, still part of Phase Three. There's going to be a third mm. Guardians movie after um, the Infinity Wars. Don't know if it wraps up in Phase Three or part of Phase Four. But yeah, if they obviously want to continue on or anything like that yeah. it's just like you'll leave it to someone else's um mm. that makes devices. sense i mean clearly story arc wise character wise he's got it all in his head wrapped up in three movies and he's put a lot of blood sweat and tears into it and he might want to do something different like just go in a completely different direction yeah because um, six seven years for a single you know film franchise pretty long time for any mm-hmm. director yeah but uh good to hear because i i like i like the guardian movies i prefer the first one um, maybe because there was, it was a fresh take on it and then once you've seen the second one it's like oh I've seen those funky elements before so I'm not as surprised as much mm. but maybe it'll free him up to do a Star Wars James Gunn <laughs> doing Star Wars wow you know that makes sense yeah given maybe. that there's a lot of slots opening up the way they're sure. going well, and he seems like someone who'll work within the design brief that they're giving out rather than someone will try and twist it into their own little vision have they announced the director for the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie I don't think so. Yeah. So when they're cancelling directors, I, just, I know that like Ron the, Howard, yeah, um, he's taking up the Han Solo, basically reshooting mm. that. Yeah. Like they've got rid of a lot of main characters, they're casting new people, and they're pretty much making a different film. Yeah, and JJ's um, back for episode nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's fine. Yeah, so that's what they wanted. I more think, flares, people. <laughs> so, but yeah, cool. more. T- I heard some more talk about. Um, there was a lot of faint praise and damning with faint praise of. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, because the problem was he brought out that movie uh, that fl- that flopped in between Jurassic World and the Star Wars. His independent one. one, something about Henry, something Henry. Forget, yeah, yeah. forget so Henry. So that was enough for Catherine Bigelow to be like, bye. 
Wow. Catherine Kennedy. Kennedy. Catherine Bigelow. Good Catherine mixed up. <laughs> Bigelow, good director. Bring her in too. Not in Star Wars well, It's about though. time. Why don't they bring in a female director like the one that made um, Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman? I mean, she's been signed on for two. $9 million for number two, yep. finally. I mean, God, it took their Damn. time. But yeah, she's been... I mean, everyone knew it was going to be her again. Yeah. It just took a while for it to be official. Mm-hmm. And at least now she'll get some profit sharing and all that. And I think that's where... A lot of directors make their money. It's the the second one when they can prove themselves on the first. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, no, that's happening. What else? Uh, I wrote something down here. Disney, you're right. We we're talking about them moving away and making their own channel. At first, it was just the kid stuff. Now they've confirmed it will be everything. Yep. Marvel, the whole lot. Yep. Um, wow. Google, so. There's the thing. It's like, you know, they've literally bought the whole market um, mm-hmm. through smart investments over the last 10 years. And now they're they're really going to capitalize it. Like, you know, they're they pretty much are the box office at the cinemas now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now it's like, whereas people are slowly moving away from cinemas, um, very funny, everything's about digital on demand and digital streaming. Like, they are going to move their catalogs as much as their content as a thing. And as I said, it's not just the animation and Pixar. It is a lot of um, Bonavista distribution, uh, Miramax, and mm. um, and then all the other little properties they've um, acquired over hand. Um, I hope through this, like, they can create their own original content just for that um, program. Like, I was very devastated when um, uh, Tron the animated series got cancelled. Oh, really? I was a huge fan I of the... Of, I mm. was really looking forward... Uh, Tron 2... Tron um, is like sort of like my third favourite movie. Well. I had that yeah. like on, guilty on pleasure. In my headphones for so long. That Daft Park soundtrack oh. is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I was I was I was I was upset when they cancelled three, uh, because I think uh, that was a great universe that, that the just mm. original source um, thing that they created. And mm. um they did this animated series of like sort of like a prequel series before um, uh, Tron and it was just fantastic and um, you know the, the Elijah Wood and it was like very great art style and mature themes um, for it but it was just like it has had the Firefly effect where it's just like um, episodes being out of order and time slots changing constantly on the um, Disney Kid XD network um, just sort of killed the ratings um of it um and disney now because they they do the marvel movies and they get so much money back in the star wars movies now movies like tron was like cost 150 dollars 150 million dollars to make they made 400 million so by all means it's a success but it's not that level of success yeah. like that that george clooney sci-fi movie was tomorrow world yeah i love that movie yeah it's like yeah it was a good movie and um um john carter of mars mm. like you know it's like these it's like all right we're gonna try this yeah. and like you know yeah they might not be critically acclaimed and all that, but they're good entertainment movies and they mm. make a couple of hundred million profit Mm. But now it's they want they they want that Marvel money yeah. they want that yeah. Star Wars money. It's got to be over a billion or something. Yes, minimum. Um, what's the other news? Yeah, they're coming out with. Uh, it's been confirmed. Martin Scorsese is filming a Joker film with Leonardo DiCaprio as the Joker. What are your feelings on that? Has that been confirmed? Well, it's been quite a few different articles. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a strong rumor. Wishful it's thinking. Strong rumor. They're looking at. You know, dates. But can you imagine Scorsese doing a superhero film now? Well, Maybe fine. that's. I mean, geeks have taken over. That's like can't get any more mainstream than that. Level. They're both Oscar winners. They're both, you know, respected in. You know, you, anyone that watches movies will know those names. So. I could see Scorsese sort of doing it. Like as I said, he's very well known for his gangster films, um, with Casino, um, Goodfellas, um, and and um, with that, like the sort of 
uh, Joker taking on the mob world. It would be like a very down gritty type of movie, just like how Nolan did yeah, with it's an origin the film. Dark Knight it's universe. A, yeah, exactly. Like it's like obviously yeah. like it's not canon that um you know the Joker was um Jack Napier like in the original '89 no. movie, like a gangster who became yeah. uh, was like you know they might do the whole Red Hood um, joke yeah that they might do that thing but I could see him doing a gritty ground thing I just yeah but like Leonardo DiCaprio like he has the chops he has the mm-hmm. talents he'll do a a great interpretation of it it's like I don't like to compare like oh is he going to be as good as Ledger because guess what when Ledger got announced we were told is he going to be good as Nicholson mm. um, and yeah for me he was I mean, I don't like to say better or worse because everyone does it their own way. It's like Hamlet or any of the Shakespeare plays. You know, everyone brings their own sort of take on it. But to me, he's by far the most impressive, like, moving performance. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think anyone would ever reach that, like, get close to him. But if anyone could, it would be Leo. So I'd, I'd, I'm interested to see who would be next Scorsese's next go-to person. Like, obviously, mm. the 70s and 80s, um, it was De Niro. Um, and then he went to um, Caprio. Like, who yeah, do you, who you reckon like would be the next young actor to sort of be shaped into that Scorsese mold to be like you are going to be huh. my go to lead for yeah. all my movies? Oh, there's so many options. Well, after watching it, which yep. is a nice segue. Um, yeah, that uh, Bill Skarsgård is pretty impressive. Yeah, so yeah. comparing Tim Curry yeah. versus Bill Skarsgård, like mm. the Joker's. So what you saw yeah. recently? So what did you think of the the film and especially the clown? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I. I don't remember the Tim Curry version too much, so I don't know if Bill Curry got a lot. Tim Curry got a lot more s- screen time. Um, yeah, he's really definitely it was all about the kids, and the clown was in there and out of there. But and he was impressive and scary, but it was ninety percent about the kids. So yeah, yeah, for what he was there for, it was great. But you can't to compare it to the Joker, where Heath Ledger had like a fair amount of screen time. He got a lot more screen time than. Um, Batman. He was only he only had about maybe nineteen or twenty minutes of the Batman films time. are notorious for having mm. almost no Batman in them. Like <laughs> they're usually the best. They're usually the best ones. It's yeah. like you you could do a Batman origin story, um, but like it's always about the villains and taking mm. on that next chapter because Batman will always be Batman. My personal favorite Batman movie is Batman Returns. We've already established mm. Michael Keaton's Batman. Even with the penguins. And yeah, and Batman 89 mm. wasn't even an origin story for Batman. They, yeah. they, they only touched sense. upon it um, about his parents dying. That's it. That's, is that the movie where uh, Danny DeVito bit the guy's nose? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just Why for is mayor, he like... going for mayor? And then all of a sudden he just stops. <laughs> like, like, oh, let's not do this. We, what is this madness? Because it's a Tim Burton film. When you mm. watch the, the uh, world creation that they did for that Gotham City, um, and they're like, yeah, the sinister version of the penguin. Because you got to remember, the penguin was literally just like this waddling. That's the one where Two Face was supposed to be in it, and Two Face was going to be played by um, Lando Calrissian. Yeah, uh, Billy D. Williams. Like yeah. when he was Harvey Dent in Batman 1989. Get out of here. The you, whole man. term was he was going to become Two Face in the third mm. movie. Wow. And the third, um, but yeah, it's like um, when um, Tim Burton only produced Forever, they switched to Joel Schumacher because there was a lot of backlash from returns because of like, you know, the nose biting and the bile and stuff. It was very, was, not a kid's happy film. Yeah. I love the, I love the Batman yeah. returns, happy meals. Like they had the mask series. They had these pens with like the Batmobile and the yeah. duck on it. And it was so, it was like, I don't think they've ever done a happy meal series for a movie. That for dark. a very dark movie. Yeah. Um, well, that, well, that's, that's really interesting. Confusing. that you say happy meals because nowadays people make films 
to sell product, to sell toys, to sell a lot of like consumer stuff, and it that's has not to new, mate. Welcome no, to the eighties, man. Yeah, Trans so like it was like TV shows, like Transformers. The cartoon yeah, was made was made to make toys. That's right. There's a reason why Optimus Prime died is because there was a new toy line happening, yep. like Rodimus Prime and and oh, so on. Don't, the most that see as much as I can complain about how the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Like I was a kid and I went I went and saw the Transformers the animated movie, and let's kill off all your childish hero child child, <laughs> child heroes to sell a new range it was it was such a devastating yeah movie like i remember they just coming they out killed crying. Your, what's that thing people say when a new version comes out they're like they destroyed my childhood with that they didn't have to it was already destroyed yeah. in yeah. your actual childhood yeah so Thank it's God not a new thing first. hollywood's been doing yeah. it's been going on through the, that's true but the best quote that i heard from angry video game nerd was that the animated film was basically a feature length toy commercial and that has like ingrained in me. Like looking at all the films, it's like, yeah, if it's not some art house indie film that's winning like multiple Oscars, it's probably selling a ton of product mm-hmm. or it's in Disney under the Disney brand or DC or any superhero thing. Yeah. Well, there's always those ones like um, one of the some best comic book ad- uh, adaptions was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original mm-hmm. 1990. Which um, was a satire film. on superhero groups. Exactly, right. Yeah, the comic was a satire on, yeah. um, you know, the, the Foot Clan was um, for um, mm-hmm. uh, Daredevils um, and the, um, was the Hand Clan. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the whole story was lifted straight out of Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, he was a huge fan. And the movies, like, it was just a, it was, it was produced in Hong Kong um, and um, just uh, this. Um, dark, gritty, just like yeah, it's like the kids. The, the, they only they only just started showing the Saturday, mm. the cartoon, and like everyone just knew them as you know these couple of things. But like the live action movie, like they took certain aspects of the show, like catchphrase and stuff. But it was a proper series. Like yeah, there was no irony. Adapt- in the no, show. it's like yeah, it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. People so, died. That's like, right. Yeah, and um, yeah, and um, um, like yeah, one of like Raphael gets beaten up by the Foot Clan and put into a coma, and like you know, it's a whole devastation team. Like it, it, people felt vulnerable, like there were stakes um, mm. or anything like that. Where now it's like in every Marvel movie, there's no everyone's mm. invulnerable. Like there's no but loss. Yeah, I'm just surprised it took me so long to realize the Daredevil connection. The main mentor is named Splinter. The mentor in yep. Daredevil is Stick. Uh, uh-huh. They get their powers exactly the same way. Uh, truck. No. Drives past and the yeah. radioactive. And Splinter's waste. blind, isn't he? No, no. Okay, he's just a rat. He's just a rat. Just a, a rat. Yeah. Dirty, yeah, dirty rat. Speaks. Yeah. In Daredevil, they're called the Hand. There's a whole bunch of other. Yeah, um, that's pretty things, cool. Yeah, I love. That. I reckon they, if they ever did an updated, darker version, which surely someone's going to do one day, they should rename them after like 20th century artists or something. That would be interesting. Or just as a, as a parody version, you would have like. Um, which artists would you use? You know, that would interest me. Warhol. A Warhol, and he just runs around replacing everything with, like... Cans of soup. Cans of soup. <laughs> like, he throws cans of soup. I don't know. They Damn, Heinz. Some gimmick. What? Yeah. So, Lichtenstein would just dot painting everyone. I haven't be, heard that name like in 12 years, basically. man, or 13 years. I, I studied him back in high school, and oh. I only used that name just for, like, my arts essay. But yeah. I preferred Lichtenstein over Warhol, personally. Mondrian, big fan? No. Okay. No, too just, many lines. Just, just the comic style Lichtenstein for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, we're not, this, this isn't an we're art podcast. Into the fine arts anyway. here. Well, we're talking about artists. We're a very cultured show. Yeah, come on. That's about as. as Recording in my bedroom, by the way. <laughs> Surrounded so. by um, Dragon Ball figurines. Yeah, in our underpants. Yeah, and it's very heat sweltering <laughs> weekend. Transformers. <laughs> 
And lots of yeah. girls that look like Lara Croft, but are not. Did you guys see the Lara Croft trailer? Yes. That was uh, released recently. No, I missed that. Yeah, so um, it it's, so the latest um, Laura Croft movie is, is taking a shine from the video game reboots, where mm. it's more grounded, serious origin story of this young um, Sorry, explorer who. Um, oh, I, I I will butcher her name, mm. but it's a very talented actress who I think she won a Academy Award. She was in um, Ex Machina. Yeah, um, good movie. Great movie. Um, so and, um, man. let's see, um, the oh, Man from Uncle. Um, She's she's been a Google the name. She's married to Michael Fassbender, I think. Oh, I see why. Lucky girl. Alicia Vikander. Yeah, Vikander. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I call her Viking. <laughs> Alicia Viking. Was was she in Vikings? No. That would be awesome. If she <laughs> but but yeah, it's like um, it took a lot of beats from the the video game of just um just becoming the Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, and she's like very young. It's like it's gone away. It's that whole idea of Laura Croft being that busty Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. uh, sex icon is is a thing of the past. Like in the gaming world, like you know, the last two Laura Croft games have just been amazing, uh, just just gritty adventure yeah. games and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's like the first game dealt a lot with like um, the traumatization of being stuck and like, literally surviving, and she had to kill for the first time. She had to kill. Um, uh, someone or anything like that and it mm-hmm. hit her hard but then obviously how video games work is just like you end up becoming a mass murderer because you're just killing mercenaries mm-hmm. and um, goons left, light and center yeah. like, you know, just like yeah. the Uncharted series where this happy-go-lucky adventurer Indiana Jones type is like he's responsible for the deaths of a thousand men oh yeah well you know they had it coming hmm. yeah I was just looking at the dates and she that comes out 16th of March a month, yeah. almost to the day before Infinity Wars. Wow. So, we're going to get spoiled next yeah. year. Yeah, awesome. And they're expecting a $180 million weekend for that one. Uh, the, you know, Worldwide or just domestic US? I guess US. That was It was an article on comicbook.com. It's pretty ambitious, though. Because, yeah. you know, no, maybe... I, be surprised. I think it is. Living, I reckon it is ambitious, just like as much as like we're bringing everyone together. It's just like, well, we sort of got a combination of everyone together in certain films. Like, you know, like Civil War is just like... Mm practically everyone was there um and like yeah it's just like i think the marvel i think when the once phase three is over it's like there's going to be a there's to be a serious like reboot and rethink of how things because mm. as much as the um way the structure is a success i don't think it audiences will move on because that's where we're expecting to lose chris evans right a lot of chris is the um the chris, <laughs> chris hemsworth and chris like a lot of their contracts are going like yeah. robert yeah. downey jr has put no ifs or buts that like he wants to go wow even though he's the highest paid contractor even iron man yeah. well, i don't know what we're gonna do because if that. you do it for so it's long at long some point game. you're gonna be tired of it there's right? a reason well uh, like captain marvel um like is set in the 90s um and yeah. sort of the first one for the phase four thing it's all like it's gonna be like not say a reboot, but it's like it's some Curry way to with, introduce a different world yeah. or storytelling and stuff like that. Which I'm like, you know, because we still got all the different dimensions you can use um, and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to seeing, yeah, he'll have both his eyes being functional. <laughs> Might find out how he lost his eye, even. Yeah. Exciting. I read the story about Small detail losing. like that. It's still interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's all the news I can think of. Um, we could move smoothly into reviews um has anyone seen anything lately i still haven't seen kingsman yet unfortunately that's that's on tuesday same Uh, this week as well well i did catch up with you guys and now i've seen it 
So that was really good. Um, oh, um, I actually oh. did go to some type of review event um, um, for uh, Project Cars 2. I went to... Uh, He's wearing the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> free shirt. Free Great shirt. promotion, nice. buddy. Yes. Um, Thanks for the invite. IGN and Namco Bondi hosted Stop it, an event <laughs> um, at um, a race um, course, yep. which is um, sort of like this racing simulator um, in Harborside, Darling Harbour. Yeah, I've been like, there. Yeah, they very, charge a lot of money for those things. Yes, well, those rigs are $40,000. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, we're not talking about like the little like one to 2000 like here's a racing chair and the mm. steering wheel set up um, or anything like that. So it looks like you're in a cockpit. These things are programmed in motion to every sensory of the car. And Project Cars 2, um, which is like an independent racing game created by lovers of racing simulators who are sick of the whole game. So there's no big publisher like Sony behind them. No, like Namco like Bondi's come in to publish and stuff like that, but it's a very independent European studio. Okay. Um, they were the first um, one came out to a brave review. It's just like, all right, these are these are by car gamers for car gamers. Mm. And this one is like, this has been finely tuned by, they got professional race car drivers like Lewis Hamilton's brother, who is a well-accomplished um, driver in Europe um, and the former Stig um, as well. And many other disciplined, mm. many different racing drivers have fine-tuned this game with these hardcore uh, developers. Sort of like how Sonic Mania was created by this hardcore like Sonic yeah. fan who created his own mods and stuff and all that. Mm. Project Cars 2 is sort of like that as well. And, um, What's that driving game that people are actually earning money by racing in the leagues of? It was online mostly, but um, you could play it at home and then you could join a league and work your way up the ladder and people are actually doing it as a job. Um, and I don't know if it was Project Cars, but yeah, that's bad. I should it's coming out like GT up. Sports is coming out later this year um, thing and that's that they're they're trying to tackle eSports racing. Yeah. Um, mm. Now it's like it's getting hardcore, just like highway fighting games. Um, have become I was just like earning money and stuff and things like Rocket League and stuff like that for it. everyone's tackling esports because esports now is like the ratings and um, attendance is now is outperforming a lot of yeah. like the American Institute of sports even over here though yeah. the Overwatch weekend oh event oh my god League of Legends has always yeah. been a classic but racing um, is that a niche thing because esports wise yeah. is that still small trying to make it big yeah because like um it's it's tournaments held um online racing um it's just tournaments held in-house or anything like that like as a thing like obviously like the competitive nature of um fighting games and shooters and stuff like that it's that could be very spectator friendly yeah where as i said motorsport like i'm a huge motorsport nut and i grew up with um video game um uh motor racing video games that's was my sort of my go-to pretty much i have every need for speed yeah um are you looking forward to the number three it looks like Fast and Furious in a video game, but it might also capture some of the fun. No, I'm not looking two. forward to it. Like, okay. I was like, yeah. um, the trailer is very Fast and Furious. Yeah, and it just looked like a lot of cutscenes and not a lot of gameplay. Hmm. So I'm a bit worried about that. But everyone wants number two again. Hmm. So because I remember sitting there on the was it the PS1 that was on, and oh boy, some long nights. Um, yeah, racing across the city and your McLaren. Oh, and you good could customise everything you wanted. Need for Speed Underground was pretty good but for ca- me. Cars 2. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Project Cars. Um, yeah, so big question for me. Does it let you rewind if you mess up a corner? No. Well, Does I'm real out. life let you rewind? Um, no, but that's the whole point of video games is that you can... I've been playing a lot of Forza Horizon. Yep. And as unrealistic as it is, 
It's so much fun. Well, that's the thing. This is a proper racing simulator. It's about getting into these cars you cannot afford, going on these great tracks and thing. And as I said, being at the the race course center where your seat moves, like you you tap in the brake, like you know, or you locking up, or you flat spotting your tire because you've braked too late. Mm. You you the, the 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 seat reacts to it. Like it was it was wow. I could feel everything. It was literally a shaking um, thing. Oh, so if you've got a flat spot and you drive around, you can feel it vibrating. Yes, exactly right. It's just like I'm you impressed. know from from locking up the top. Like, yeah, that. Yeah. That's how hardcore. That in real life. That's how hardcore the yeah. precision gets, yeah. um, or anything like that. It's not just banging into be. the wall and just the sheet, the thing yeah. vibrates, and how hard you hit it, like it, it, it accustomed to it. But this, the bounce of the suspension, going, you know, going over crests or cutting the corner and like hitting the curb and all that. This, the simulator chairs uh, thing, and it's like, and it's not just because the power of a forty thousand dollar rig. They can't it really is put G the programming in that game as well yeah. to take that to that next level as well. So, yeah, like um, it's not a spoken subject, but motor racing game. Um, is, is sort of getting a renaissance this year. We've had like Forza Horizon 3, um, Forza yeah, 7 coming out, out, Project Cars 2, all these games, Dirt, um, um, or anything like, all these different genres of racing games mm. have come out this year and they're all getting 9 out of 10s. Like, there's yeah. like, mm. the, the quality... i have to get Forza 7 because that'll have rewind. Because racing games have always been the showcase of yep. new consoles. Every console is shown off pretty much by the in-house first-party developers of a car game, mm. uh, Gran Turismo, uh, Ridge Racer, and stuff yeah. like that. For they can it. make them pretty. That's how you show the graphics output of just like, look how we can make this realistic car look and this levels. That's that's how you show off the latest technology in gaming mm. um, or anything like that compared to RT like RPGs or anything like that. Um, fighting games is also the one where you sure show off the next generate next leap in generations. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, and then we'll see how esports grows um, with motorsport or anything like that. Rocket League is obviously like one of the biggest esport um, things, and it obviously has motorsport aspects to it, but it's also got very sport aspects. So yeah, so we'll see how Project Cars Two and GT Sports goes or anything like that. But yeah, any other reviews or anything? Uh, like that well, you said it? you hadn't seen it, but I have seen Kingsman. Yep, a um, lot of fun. So I recommend it. Very cartoony. Uh, I don't want to spoil it too much because uh, it is quite like it literally just came out. So. Yeah. Might have a more spoiler-heavy look at it when you... I'll see it Tuesday, so we can, might can talk... Describe um, it with adjectives. Superlatives like... Like thrilling. You, like you write for it's, Daily it Telegraph. Long, it's two, two and a half hours long. Um, Damn. So it, it requires some commitment. Um, but you don't really notice it because it's moving so quickly and there's such a gorgeous palette of colours and characters and, you know, just zingers of lines and the choreography is beautiful. Uh, with the fight scenes, there's lots of interesting camera work. One very controversial scene. Um, I don't know if I should leave it as a surprise, but basically, um, one issue for me is Eggsy, the main character, has to um, grapple with his conscience about seducing. He has to be kind of a honeypot to find out the location of you know, one of the bad guys. They work out who his girlfriend is, and she's at the Glastonbury Music Festival. So he turns up there to seduce her and the way they're going to track her is he has to insert um, a tiny microscopic bug into a mucous membrane. Mm-hmm. So he turns to his offside and he's like, so, wait, I have to put this up her nose? And the guy's just like, well, not her nose. And he's and he, it's not said, but it, the realisation's kind of obvious that he has to somehow get into her pants and put this little condom on his finger and... Uh, well, that is actually uh, hearing that. Like, mm. I think that's actually fantastic because it's mm. sort of taken that whole misogynistic 
approach of the James Bond movies mm. and literally just like spelling out, here's how ridiculous is this whole honeypot scenario of being a spy. And Eggsy questioning that and morale, like Eggsy is very the well, anti-Bond. Yeah, I mean, he rings his, you know, bride-to-be and she flips out, of course. And yeah. And he's, he's just wrecked about it and I'm like wow this guy really this is this is like and it's like and like yeah um one question about like Matthew Vaughn this is the first time he's ever done a sequel um mm. to one of his work like he's worked in established franchises oh, before okay. like they um X-Men First Class and stuff and like, but he's always been sort of like I will not do a it sequel it reminds me a lot of the Baby Driver guy like that work the use of the music's very similar there's a lot of um the choreo like the the sequences will use the music heavily but it's light like it, they yep. don't they don't hit the marks as heavily. It's all quite superficial. Julianne Moore plays the... Um, I love her. She's really good. Yep. But I'm like, she's playing the same woman she did, was in Divergent and so many other movies where she's like the evil henchwoman. I mean, she brings a lot more fun to it this time because she's like a psychotic cartel runner. Well, I like the choice they're doing like, you know, Kingsman put a refresh on the spy genre movie. Mm. And that the first one came out um, when Spectre, Rogue Nation... Um, they all the made a lot man of money. for man from uncle, like you know yeah. these four great um, spy movies, and Kingsman mm. rose up above it all. It's like here's yeah. a we're returning to like what you loved about spy the gadgets and mm-hmm. um, it's fun tasks and stuff and that where Bond yeah. is going the full grittiness and Rogue Nation is a really great action movie. Um, it's, it's actually my favorite out of the four that was released yeah. that year. Uh, but then Man from Uncle is a very stylized Guy Ritchie um, version in Cold War, um, and to see like I love how Kingsman is sort of taking that from the spy genre like. To cast Halle Berry, a former Bond girl, as yeah, the right. scientist for the um, statesman, like that's, mm. I love that. Like I, who desperately wants to be an agent herself. Yeah, as you'll see. Um, Apple. That was James Bond. You just reminded me of some other news. Um, yeah, we got news about Bond twenty well, five. They're doing number twenty five with Daniel Craig, despite what he's said about not wanting to do anymore. Mm. Um, you know, contracts and all. But after that, the contract that they've had with MGM is it. Been making for the last fifteen years. Yep, uh, that ends. So there's a bit of a bidding war going on, and two of uh, the bidders are Amazon and Apple. So that Apple, yeah, Apple they're TV starting, is. A lot of the guys yeah, used to trying work to enter. Yeah, for the Sony film and industry have moved to Apple because they're opening up a their own little. Wow. So that Apple Films, the first film will be about Steve Jobs again. Again, we got two <laughs> in one year, and then let's let's yeah. bring out another one. Cool. So basically, a thumbs up for Kingsman because I'm yeah, thumbs I'm up for pretty, Kingsman. Pretty I didn't really excited. finish my review of it. Um, Kingsman, I'll give I don't know out of seven, I'll give it a solid six point three. Wow. Um, and it, uh, I'll give that out of ten, eight and a half. It was a lot of fun. Um, basically, good, good ar- armless fun, really. Hey. That we're gonna get, yeah, yeah. Going to cosplay him in the that weekend. Really make any um, sense? Yeah. Perfect casting, Molly Ringworld esque. Uh, the girl in it really took my, uh, like captured my imagination. She was like, "Wow, if I was a twelve-year-old, I would be obsessed with her." Um, thankfully, I'm not, because that would be really creepy. But um, yeah, just the whole dynamic, like the chemistry between um, all the boys and her, and they got to allude to the scene, the controversial scene in the book, without going too far and getting ultra creepy it was charming it was like these guys have never hung out with a girl before they're kind of the losers at school and this one's sort of taken them under her wing because she's also a bit of an outcast 
and uh, they band together and just yeah. it's beautiful it's a beautiful story but and, I felt the waterfall yeah. scene was kind of like maybe a, a slight nod to, to the controversial scene yeah yeah, yeah. they're but all they together didn't, like I said it innocent. was just they're all having a look and then she turns over and they'll go back to doing you know pretending to look busy and yeah. it was just really humorous I was in a full cinema VMAX Bondi Junction with my son oh wait no I didn't see it with him that would have been a really bad idea because he's eight I saw it actually with um, a lovely girl so that was that was a great time and it was a full cinema again and everyone laughed so you know hit the right notes and yeah. everyone jumped and screamed at the right time wasn't so scary for me because I think just having grown up watching every single horror film that ever came out you get used to the beats and whereas the girls would be climbing over the seats behind me I'd just be going, oh, yeah, that was clever. Okay, I see what they did there. So <laughs> it's hard to, to get shocked anymore. You throw your rational mind out. Yeah, like, there's a couple of creepy scenes in the library but, with the um, the chubby kid. And, the CGI you know. was a bit of a turn-off for me personally. Okay. No, um, I'm, I, people say that a lot about bad CGI in films. I never see it. I'm always like, damn, that was amazing. So yeah. anyway. I'm a sucker for... You could put like you know, 8-bit polygons in there and I'd buy it. But, um, just I, I want to test you scares, on that. I, like, I really yeah. want to test you on that. Having no, eight-bit graphics and see if you're scared. <laughs> like, really? I, mean, I still haven't seen <laughs> Pixels. That's a scary movie. Yeah, for all I've the wrong reasons. Was, yeah, yeah. I've heard bad things, and and that's. I wonder with you guys if it's scary the same. In my wallet. Does a bad review put you off? Like the bad reviews of American Assassin, basically ended up meaning I didn't watch it. So, you know, has it been a movie that you were looking forward to, where you've read something about it and then just not gone? I can't think of any specific examples, but as I, said, I follow a lot of critics' um, reviews mm. on YouTube and on the old days of the old um, SBS Margaret and Dave. Do Rooster Teeth and, do reviews? Uh, not for, they don't review products. Um, oh. they, they, they've actually got a very hardcore stance that they don't want to review games and movies and stuff. They have their opinions about it and they talk about what they enjoy, mm. but they don't want to sort of like, we're not going to tell industry people that you, what you did was good or bad work. Like, you know, we're enjoying what we're, we're a production t- company like you know we're making our own content like okay so Interesting. i like not, that i like I'm that stance. not a fan of that but okay yeah yeah right. and um um so like with reviews and stuff like that yeah there's like um if if something that i look critically like in as a masterpiece like i'm really looking forward to the cinematography of this movie or this director's work mm. um and then they get the reviews and it's just like it's mediocre on up to parts like okay that helps me going in but i i, I don't let the reviews stop me yeah like, like i like King, to make Kingsman, my own i didn't read any opinion. reviews because i was like i love the first one i love the director i know i'm going to enjoy this yeah. and i did and obviously it's the same with any marvel movie um but some of them the more unknown ones like american assassin i'd never heard of and like little one shot quantities like that you have to kind of do some research but yeah definitely nine times out of ten they're right that's it um i think i, I take more of the positive mm. out of it like something that i'd sort of ignore and all that but it's getting all these positive reviews i'll take that on board and actually go see it yep. stuff like it and um get out i say i'm not a horror genre person but the mm. reviews i was just hearing about yeah, get same. Out, there like, was so much hype about like, get out i'm gonna get it. yeah like and yeah. um and like yeah the reviews of split where people are saying like oh my god like Shyamalan has actually sort of mm. regained something that and well. it was a great movie and so like it's like it's like I'm not going to let the bad reviews of all these past like yeah. you know The Last Airbender and The Happening to oh, say like on. okay well I'll go in and watch the, the um, uh, Split and yeah. that was a good film The Happening was so confusing <laughs> I've been such a fan of the Resident Evil movies my ultimate guilty pleasure because I love Mila so Jovovich I yeah. followed her as a musician yeah. all the modeling work and her career as like an entrepreneur doing different things but as an actor she's basically in it because her husband's the director yeah. right it, it really is a family film and the latest one had Are they a, still married 
Yeah, yeah. they had a Rotten Tomatoes review of like what, like twenty percent. But I, yeah. I just still had to watch it as a fan. Yeah, but- no, I'm the same. Like I see that they're basically popcorn garbage, but I will go out and buy tickets Don't and watch call it in garbage. the cinema. Well, it's popcorn entertainment. You can't. You go you've got to, to turn your brain off and just. Yeah, my brain was you know, eternally turned off. But yeah. the editing, I, I, I got to admit though, it was the worst Resident Evil film of the seven or six that was released. Mm. Um, I had a headache with it, all the editing. Yeah, oh, the number of people that were dead and then they're alive again and they're dead. Oh, right. Just... Speaking of popcorn entertainment, shutting your brain off. Um, Vin and I went to an event last week. Um, uh, <laughs> the pinnacle of sports entertainment. Uh, we went and saw WWE live, um, and it was that very was interesting new. to find out. Yeah, it was at um, the Kudos Banks Arena. That's amazing. Or as Finn Balor likes to call it, it's the Balor Club. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Vin went there, and it's his very first time experience professional wrestling on any level. At any level. So yeah. you hold up a John three sixteen sign because I would have done that just out of historical. Yeah. My friend, he kindly bought uh, like three of us tickets to see the show, and two of them were massive, massive WWE fans, and they were singing "Glorious Bobby Roode." I'm like, "What the hell are these guys?" Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I didn't know any of these names. So uh, the event itself was it was an absolute spectacle. It was like seeing uh, Cirque du Soleil. It was like a beautiful entertainment, theatrical works, and people chanting and the singing, and it was. I just felt so alive, even though I didn't know any of the references, but it, it made me passionate to, to do the research, to see the history of the company, um, and the fact that it was in Sydney, because uh, how often do they do international events? They do uh, They do Australian tour once a year, Okay. Um, and WWE is an international global brand where every year they have the, like, okay, we're going to do our Japan tour, and we're going to do our um, uh, Southern European tour, and yeah. um, everything like that. Is and, it growing? Like, is there a still very popular? So, the ratings-wise, like, wrestling had its peak in the late 90s during the right. Attitude Era, Stone Cold, The Rock, you know, right. yeah. Undertaker. This is what people know when they sort of associate with wrestling back when we were in school or anything like that, you know, so people know the Austin 316 mm. thing mm. and all that, and as I, mean, I saw that it was so popular that not even watching wrestling, I knew of that stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, um, it was at the late 90s, is like the two biggest brands um, in 1998 was WWF at the time yeah. and South Park. Um, both in merchandising and mm. culture um, impact. Um, and then as an older fan as well, I grew up on the 80s with like Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Ooh, Rick yeah. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Anything like that. Yeah, so, and I came as like, uh, so in the 80s, I was, was I was the five-year-old kid who liked yeah. all the, I was also a Hulkamaniac, just so loving cool, all that man. stuff. I was an Ultimate Warrior guy. And uh, then yeah. The Undertaker. Yep jumped up and he's been around forever he's just retired this year um Um, and um the um as an as as a teenage fan during the attitude era when it became so with more like bad language and sex and stuff Mm. like that for it like i grew up with it but then after that era what happened was wwe bought out all its competition um of like other wrestling promotions and it sort of killed competition breeds um, excellence yeah. and so WWE became the be all end all they did and ECW and other um, other um, yeah and so it made the product stale because they didn't yeah. have to compete and that's when the drop off happened of fans and ca- you know casual fans and I'm what's called a mark which is like a, a smart fan who who knows of all the background stuff is like yes mm. wrestling is predetermined of who's going to win it's not like UFC or anything like that people say oh it's fake it's like it's an athletic sport 
that like involves a lot of physicality and a lot of the moves are, are protected that they don't hurt as much but a lot all these wrestlers put their body on the line of pure athleticism yeah, yeah. Um, and when they put on a good match of risking their lives and stuff like that, that's what I appreciate it's not about like oh the, the baby face which is the good guy wins and everything like that and sometimes as a mark we sort of see the bad guy as sort of like the the hard-working wrestler who like an anti-hero the anti-hero exactly right um we sort of cheer for them where we go to a ww live event and there's all these Mm. kids just like cheering the 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 baby face hero that the company wants you to cheer for and like yeah and vin as a new fan gets caught up in that it's just like wow it's like i I don't know who these people are absolutely sucked in by the theater Mm. the word fake just I was thrown out of the dictionary because it was just a beautiful story that was told through physical ability, yep. through verbal jousting, yep. and through just an amazing um, environment full of fans and shout. And we were like, probably we weren't close to the the actual uh, ring, but we were up there. But then we had to use binoculars. We had to switch binoculars <laughs> from time to time. But um, wow. I didn't know how so big Kurt Angle was section. until people said the "you suck" chant and stuff. And so it just made me more passionate about the. Uh, the genre of sports entertainment. That we've got to be clear. There's, it's so so dumb to have it compared to the UFC um, because they're totally different things. It's a male soap opera. Like when you watch the daily, the weekly um, television shows of Raw and SmackDown, there's that soap opera aspect of male drama. Do they still do one of my favorite ones back in the 90s was the Royal Rumble. Yes, that, uh, that happens every January. Awesome. The winner of that goes on to main event WrestleMania, which mm. is the Super Bowl of um, WWE. I am going to New Orleans in April wow. next year for WrestleMania 34. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, Maybe you'll get to see Infinity War in America because that's when that comes out. Oh, oh, I say so. It will be March. I leave late March, early April. Mm. Um, I might be able to. Yeah I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll probably be in New York or Chicago mm. uh, beforehand and I might watch. So if I get an advanced review preview before you so boys, cool, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, weirdly, we got Thor before it was in America. We do so. because of the um, Easter, uh, Anzac Day long weekend. Oh. In America, the the Marvel always locks in the first week, May 1st as mm. their launch for their first Marvel movie of the year because mm. I think it's um, it's a public holiday there. I think it's Veterans Day or President's Day or something like that. Um, and that's what they call the start of their summer period or their blockbuster period. Mm, yeah. We yeah. get it a week early. We got Iron Man 3 early. We got yeah, Guardians we got early. We, yeah, they've just like, so hold cool. on, there's this long weekend in mm. Australia yeah. um, where we can test this film in the market stuff. It's going to do huge because everyone's like, you know, either people go to dawn service, yeah. people go drink and play two up and they go see the Marvel movie. That's it's it's been my routine for the last four years now. <laughs> wow. Um, and if, I've and never gone on a movie routine. drunk. I've got to try that one day. You ever been to a movie drunk? No, I don't think so. You never taken advantage of the whole um, was it gold class and drinking no. there, or just getting the little bottle well, of Jack Daniels and pouring <laughs> that large? It's not like a Coke. bottomless cup. Like maybe I would then, but you still had to pay a fair bit for the beer. And I um, class, so. I got completely plastered. Um, I went, my mate dragged me to see GI Joe two. Because I was like, I was like, this is nice. a stupid, dumb popcorn thing. I'm just like, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna watch this, it's yep. like we're gonna buy those little um, uh, uh, Johnny Walker Red Label bottles. And we're gonna yep. pour it in our drinks, and like I was smashed, and I enjoyed myself so much <laughs> watching GI helped. Joe too. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Curious, without the alcohol, would you have enjoyed it as oh, much? Hell no. hell no. no. Okay. But like I said, that's why we go to cinemas, and then going back to like do critics kind of things. Like you can have your opinions. I was like, oh, this is. Transformers is dumb because it's made for the masses. It's for merch- making toys and stuff. But like, at the end of the day, you go watch that in the cinema. No matter how bad the actors in or the racist jokes or anything like that, 
seeing those explosions and technicality in a cinema surrounded by that stereo system in the darkness surrounded by people some people go enjoy it and you, mm. you catch it just like he caught the enjoyment of all these fans at wwe mm-hmm. um so um and have you ever been to a hillsong church never thing so i've just you, seen clips on tv in my mind i'm comparing it like yeah fervor would be similar to that like going to church when you see when you see people's faith and happiness, mm. like what's given to them and stuff mm. like that, it is contagious when you get yeah. in that environment. Yeah. Um, as I said, like you had no idea who these wrestlers were, what the thing was like that, but people were chanting and booing and like that, and you were just caught up with just like, yes, and yeah. that's the difference between good wrestling and bad wrestling is like ring psychology, you could see, okay, this guy's being a he's punching him and being a dick, he's working the arm, he's the bad guy who people are booing him and this guy oh my god this guy's making a glorious return like a superhero uh, you sort of get that it clicks in on a yeah. subconscious level yeah. um but yeah i think that was our reviews for the weeks and all that mm, um okay what are we up to next we've got previews well reviews i didn't i've got one more just because i went to st ives today and i haven't really talked about that the medieval it's fair, essentially yep, yep. iron fist without all the extra uh modern day well you can't really call it modern day because iron fest has medieval various you know, Dark Ages, you know, all the different... Um, Viking? Yeah, Vikings, you name it. It's there. The Saxons, whatever. Yeah. Is your thing. I've got it for you. And plus, they'll have uh, reenactors from World War Two, the Vietnam era, um, World War One. They've got those, like, those French and British Napoleon era people. Um, and wow. then you've got all the other cosplay from, you know, yeah, like you said, the science fiction. You've got steampunk's a big part of it. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much... That's why I love Iron Fest in Lithgow. It's huge and it's got everything for anyone. Yeah. Uh, whereas this was more focused on definitely like the Dark Ages. And it was still pretty big. I mean, they had, uh, I saw my first real life unicorn. Um, a more cynical person than me might say it was a four and a half foot tall pony that someone had put like a cardboard horn shaped thing on its nose don't you believe in magic patrick don't tell that's what i'm saying i could tell it was real i had a magic little elf girl that was riding it around and i was you know the trick is to determine if it's a real unicorn is you're supposed to stroke its horn until it shoots its secret unicorn mayonnaise is it that's how you determine it's a real unicorn that's correct rainbow mayonnaise wow it's in my life yeah and that you know they had sort of stuff for everyone because they had a lot of things for kids like a petting zoo and a little gymnasium that they could run around in and um, jousting for them, like not on an actual horse, but yeah, they had a guy setting them up to give them little cute shields and swords and they could yeah. teach them basic tactics. And then there was a Viking game I got to watch where um, they were using paddles and there was a rather small ball that was being thrown around, aimed at a shield, and basically it was a little rolling around in the mud and dust and men getting their shirts off and getting very sweaty. Um, so, you know, something Yummy. for everyone. Yeah, I know David's grinning over there. But uh, you know, it was just—it was hot. It was windy. It's the first real day where you were right. Okay, summer's on its way. You know, winter's definitely over. And um, it's—it's it's just a pity that I think that's the last big medieval one. There's something on next weekend in Berrima, but that's more of a private Dark Ages festival. That you have to be a part of the inner circle and I was like, for that? Huh? He goes, yeah, you know, it's only for reenactors, and they got everyone has. Their oh, from the and... reenactment society. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, like, yeah, they cool. no, they treat their events very mm. hardcore and stuff and all that. And yeah, but like, so overall, like, so how would you rate the medieval fair? And would you like um, dress up in chainmail and stuff in this ridiculously hot weekend mm. and get into it? 
Yeah, like I had some friends there, Amy and Caleb, so it was good to catch up with them when I could finally find them because there was a lot of tents and they all looked the same. So, and obviously in that area, that was one of the interesting things where they were pegged off in those tents, everything had to be period correct. So they weren't allowed to use their phones and respond to my ble bleating plaintive text. Of, where are you guys? Oh, I'm just going to go hang out with this unicorn. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I did find them eventually. And, and that was, to me, a big part of conventions is a social aspect. And um, so I got a little bit out of that. But if no one else I knew was going, like I might bring my kids there. Um, so that was great in that aspect. But. For me, personally, I'm more into things like, say, Oz Comic Con, which is coming out next week, which brings us to the previews, um, and that's the big one, really, that everyone's excited about. And the last one in Sydney this year, there might be other stuff happening in other states that I'm not aware of, but... Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so we're all going to that, I'm sure. Yes, and um, despite what I said last time I was on the show, I will be cosplaying. Um, I'm just going on Woo. Saturday. Um, I oh, it's just random background character. No, I'm going as no. Oren from Final Fantasy X. I'm cracking out one of my Hell favorite costumes yes. that people nice. give me a lot of positive reviews. Um, one of my friends has created this beautiful Yuna costume and her partner is going as Behemoth, the um, Summon as well. They've created this ridiculously large. Holy cow. So look out for that. And like, yeah, yeah so I'll be going as one of these guardians. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing photo shoots and like that. ICC building is one of the great places for like, yeah, you've got the halls where you can go to the merch and stuff and all but the giant hallways and the suns um, and the stairs and the big parks in front of it, you're going to see a lot of like great atmosphere of cosplay and photographers mm -hmm. um, getting out there. You're going to have more fun outside. You might not even have to buy a ticket to Oz Comic Con because technically you can just hang out with all the cosplayers outside yeah. and not too worry yeah. about going inside to check out the stalls or yeah, sure. if you feel like cosplay, that. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to and no. if you're a bit broke. Uh, well, the other thing you can do, which is a good seg, is if you're a little um, down on funds, just go to the page, um, you might have heard me mention it once or twice, Beyond Cosplay, um, the Facebook page. So just type that into Facebook, you'll find it. Uh, if you just share it, like it, We'll see that and we'll pick one of you lucky winners to get a double pass for the entire weekend. Amazing. So, yep. So that's happening. Do it now. So pumped to see Orion. I'll be uh, Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Uh, you guys have seen a preview of the plane um, in my living room. But basically, yeah, I'll be in a plane all day playing Danger Zone on my Bluetooth speaker. It's going to be balls happening because we all love the 80s. Don't I we? really hope you run into an Iceman. <laughs> you, you tend to have like when you go in your, your initial D... Amen. Um, yeah. thing you run into other drivers that's right um, I feel like that well I, really I don't think you. there'll be an Iceman if but you can I make another saying, plane I'll be your Iceman yeah I was going to say I'll be saying that, will six. you be my wingman you can be my wingman anytime I'll be, yeah. I'll be your Val Kilmer oh mm. bless I've got a few outfits that it's awkward because I've ordered a few different things I've got a an escaping psycho prisoner jumpsuit mm. all in orange which we're actually going to use for a uh, mud run later in the year ah. Um, so sure. that'll be probably my last event because that's in November or something. Yep. Um, but there's also a vault suit. I was yep. surprised. Cool. Turned out cool. pretty good. $150 off eBay. Good value. Um, but then we've also got our Beyond Cosplay shirts that have turned up. So, and we're supposed to maybe wear them at some point to look professional. So we'll see how that goes. I've got an event on Tuesday where people are just turning up to the ICC to do a photo shoot to help promote it. The Sun Herald will be there taking photos. So anyone that hears this in time, which might be tricky, considering we usually release this on Tuesday. So, so if you hear this yeah. Tuesday morning, first thing, and then can get to the ICC at 11 o'clock. Yeah, by 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some diehard Banana Split podcast fans who listen yeah, on yeah. the day of release. Um, but no, I'll do my best to cut this uh, by Monday. It's all good. Yeah, good man. 
Um, so that's what's happening this week. Pretty much. I'll say like next weekend, like it was the long weekend as well. Um, like I'll be doing Oktoberfest um, as well. Um, there's a few venues um, hosting that as well. So I'll be entering tents like you did at the medieval thing, but I'll be staggering out of those tents or maybe with an ambulance. Who knows? Um, <laughs> there was plenty of ambulances at um, uh, St. Ives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sure. well, you get a lot of like what mace surprise. Um, mm. accidents and God stuff. Got dislocated his um, knee and had to go get an X-ray today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's... yeah, just doing wrestling. That's not even. See, with the wrestling isn't fake. People get hurt, yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm not gonna lie. It's like my mind's a bit scattered at the moment because now I'm just thinking of this Top Gun cosplay scenario, and I f- I just want to reenact the volleyball scene. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll give you a call in the day, and then we'll play the music as well. Um, alrighty well thank you very much for listening to episode 11 of yeah, the baby. banana split podcast uh, thank you so much to david for coming again to love you david and again and again and again and again and again yep. i always come a lot in um, vin's bedroom um and i know i'm not the first person to do that and i won't yeah. be the last it is quite a sticky floor right now but that's because we've been reviewing events and movies and it's been fun so my name is vin my name is Patrick. And my name was David. Grab some dessert and get the hell out of here.